When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Sports Betting Network. Sunday here on September 19th, 2021, NFL week number two. I'm Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard. Pritch, 13 games we have here on the schedule, nine in the early slate, four in the late afternoon slate. Some very intriguing matchups that we have in this second week of the NFL season. And also a Sunday night football game with some familiar foes between the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Baltimore as a four-point favorite to face the Baltimore Ravens. That's going to be an interesting one. Maybe one that a battle of AFC contenders, but after what we saw last week, Baltimore, it's, it's, it's a game that they're going to need, and it'll have to pull off a Herculean effort if they want to upset this Kansas City Chiefs team. But first, let's take a look, though, at some of the games that are the most bet games that we've seen thus far throughout the week here. And that'll kind of be our navigator as we go through this week two slate here. The most bet games by ticket count. No shocker there, Pritch, as you see the Cowboys Chargers. America's team against a team that's not too far away from us here in Las Vegas at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Then, of course, the Saints and the Panthers. That one is kind of surprising as a game that was the most bet by ticket count. And, of course, San Francisco 49ers, Philadelphia Eagles, two big market teams there. West Coast, East Coast battle there with the 49ers and Eagles. The highest ticket percentage is on the Saints at minus three and a half. Highest handle is on the Saint, or rather the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call them St. Louis anymore. <laughs> That's a slip up by me, but the Los Angeles Rams at minus three and a half on the road there. And that will be what we kind of use there. The Cowboys chargers. That's the marquee game, at least from a betting perspective. We'll mm-hmm. get to that one a little bit later, but first let's talk about that saints Panthers game. That's an early window game here. As we get you set here, just four at five hours, rather away from kickoff here in NFL week. Number two saints, Panthers, Panthers now getting a field goal at home. That was three and a half earlier in the week, Pritch. But now it's down to three, which is it's very intriguing. We're both on this game and we'll yes. get to our picks in the second hour. We'll tease that one. So make sure you stick with us all throughout this show here on point spread Sunday. But just kind of early impressions when you look at this Saints and Panthers game first on the rotation numbers for today's games. Three points spread here with a total of 44 and a half. You know, Femi, it's, it's an interesting matchup. It really is. Uh, there's a lot of familiarity here, not only because of the division, but also uh, you think about the coaches. 
Uh, you yep. think about uh, Joe Brady, who's offense coordinator for the Panthers, and then you think about Sean Payton. Uh, he's part of that tree. And so uh, these two teams offensively mirror each other. They will anyway. You got Kamara on one side. You got Christian McCaffrey on the other, right? And uh, I think Sam Darnold uh, played well enough to intrigue a lot of betters, a lot of people that are interested in this game for sure. Uh, and then on the other side, same thing with James Winston. What he did against Green Bay was phenomenal. Uh, and so I see why there's interest in this one, right? Yeah. Uh, and so that line has moved. Uh, you're, you're right, uh, involved in this game for sure. Uh, but I like Carolina going into this year. I, I thought Matt Rule has done it the right way as a new head coach in the National Football League. Let me have a blank canvas. Let me have a bunch of players that don't really think that they know it all, and I can reach mm-hmm. them. I can coach them. I can implement my system. And I think Carolina's done that so far and, and off to a good start. Yeah, you take a look at those division odds there. Carolina 9-1 to to win NFC South. Now that's highly unlikely yeah. with the juggernaut Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that same division. The New Orleans Saints plus 275. This Saints team win total was sitting at 9 before the mm-hmm. season. Some people were a little cooler on them, didn't know what to expect between the whole Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston quarterback competition. Jameis was the one that came out in front in that one and looked Pretty good, I would say, to say the least, in week one with the five touchdown passes against the Green Bay Packers. But now we're seeing a little bit of Saints. I mean, you look at them to make the playoffs, now minus 175. Mm -hmm. You could have gotten plus money on that as early as just, I mean, about a week ago at this time. But now the Saints favored to be into the playoffs after the remarkable performance they had in the opening week. You know, we focus so much on the headlines. Uh, as betters, and you know, and and we focus on the quarterbacks because Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston. But I, I think sharp betters would have focused on the fact that the Saints they have a playoff caliber defense. Yeah, there wasn't a ton of turnover there. A few names on that side of the ball, but um, you know, when you have a pedigree like that, and when you're looking at a football team, look throughout the entire roster. At least that's my advice here, uh, because as a, as a former player, Femi. Um, was I lukewarm about their win total? I was, but then I'm looking at that roster. I'm looking at that defense. I'm, if they can symbol, uh, you know, resemble anything close to Drew Brees and, and what he presented in that locker room with Jameis Winston, they're going to be okay. Now I was surprised. I'm not going to lie. I was surprised about that uh, result against the Green Bay Packers. I mean, yeah. a lot of people were, you know, you didn't imagine Especially that in the way that it happened. Right, right. But they're off to a good start. I, you know, it's still a work in progress offensively, if you ask me, because of just the lack of playmakers. We'll see how they adjust against uh, Matt Rule uh, and, and that Carolina defense, the pressure defense. But off to a good start. But also, I, I think that defense was going to help them uh, at the beginning of the year anyway. Yeah, the Saints right now at DraftKings getting 78% of the tickets. 64% of the handle is on the New Orleans Saints in this game at Saints minus three in Carolina. But it's interesting. The Saints have a litany of injuries. Mm -hmm. When you look at the, I mean, they had the momentum of the big victory. And then all of a sudden after the game, it's like, whoa, like this team is banged up early on in this season. You talk about their center, Eric McCoy, with a calf injury. He's been ruled out of this game. Right. Marcus Davenport was placed on IR, their defensive end, who's kind of been – he came on. Uh, they've been wanting to get more out of him as a first-round pick, and he really looked good against the Green Bay Packers a week ago. Linebacker Quan Alexander with an elbow injury was mm-hmm. placed on the injured reserve. Then they have a couple DBs who are questionable for today's game, and C.J. Gardner-Johnson and, of course, cornerback Marshawn Lattimore, who just signed a big extension after the game last week there. So – it feels like this is a good spot for Carolina, knowing that the Saints, obviously Hurricane Ida has displaced them from right. New Orleans. They've been practicing in the Dallas area for about the last few weeks, I want to say. And now they're back on the road in Charlotte after playing a home game in Jacksonville last week. But it seems like kind of a tricky spot for the Saints team in a divisional game where, like you mentioned off the top, these two teams know each other very well. Right. You know, Femi, I, I think under normal circumstances, probably this would be um, uncomfortable. But you, you do have a leader, a true leader in Jameis Winston. And we talk about his ability, his skill set as a quarterback, and it's phenomenal. He's got a great skill set. But I really uh, like his leadership skills, though. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's why you make the decision to make him the starting quarterback, even though he's, he's throwing a lot of picks, a lot of interceptions, made a lot of mistakes. But his leadership skills are, are certainly going to be needed uh, as they prepare for uh, a divisional foe right here and go on the road again. But, and so this situation is uncomfortable, but I think it's settling, though, because of Jameis. Uh, and you mentioned the injuries. One of the things I have to get used to on this side and off the field is the bumps and bruises because a lot of these guys did not play in the preseason. So yeah. you got bumps and bruises, and they're going on IR. 
And you got Latimer who had surgery. He might play, right? <laughs> Which is just <laughs> remarkable to me. Yeah. I'm just like, wow, the thumb surgery, you're going to play five days later. Right, <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's the times that we live in with these players. And, uh, you know, I, I look at bumps and bruises. And, you know, you never went on three-week IR with a bump and bruise. You just played uh, through that. But a lot of these guys are going on those short-term IRs. And uh, you got to look at the roster and look at who they're going to bring up uh, to replace these players. Yeah, the Saints were probably the most impressive team in the late window last week. The most impressive team in the early window might have been the Philadelphia mm-hmm. Eagles, three and a half point underdogs. I was on Philly last week. Okay. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, just <laughs> I'm gonna throw that out there. I liked Philly last week, and they did more than cover in that game, winning 32 to six over the Atlanta Falcons. Well, they now turn around this week, home opener, mm-hmm. going up against the San Francisco 49ers, who a lot of people like heading into this season as a team that could bounce back after they suffered a litany of injuries a season ago after going to the Super Bowl in 2019. Almost like we forget that, uh, led by quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo that season. But the Niners laying three points. Now, this one earlier in the week was Niners minus four, but we've seen a lot of Philly money right. coming in here with now that line down to three. It went down to three and a half. Now it's down to three. I think even in some places around town, you could lay it three with the Niners at even money. So it looks like there's a lot of support for this mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles team here with the total at 49 and a half sitting at 49 in some places that total was as high as 50 at some points. I think the initial move went to the over there mm-hmm. with these two offensive lines being really good. And uh, the secondary is being question marks for both squads. But uh, what's kind of your first look with this Niners Eagles game out there in Philadelphia? Well, originally I was looking at the 49ers in terms of what were they going to do? Can they play Detroit uh, East coast time zone? Are they going to go back? Are they going to acclimate or stay acclimated to the East coast? And uh, they did. Uh, and so a short trip for them, they're not traveling all the way across country and they have to get used to the time change again. Uh, so a short trip them for the 49ers to get to the Eagles in that situation. Uh, but I, I like the matchup, not only on the field, but on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. You have a genius, a guru, an offensive guru, and Kyle Shanahan, one of the best players, if uh, play callers, if not the best play callers in the National Football League. And he's going up against this Guy named Jonathan Gannon. I had to do some research on him. Yeah. <laughs> First time defense coordinator for the Eagles, but he is well respected. He's a guy who was a defensive backs coach for the Colts. Now the defensive uh, coordinator for the Eagles, uh, along with Sirianni. He's on that staff now. And he's one of those Kyle Shanahan types on the defensive side of the ball. So I've been digging in on that matchup to find out what's going to happen on the field. I like this number right now. I'm trying to make a decision on this one, too. So yeah. I have a lean on it. Uh, but I want to get some more information and go through the show with you today to, to make that final decision. Yeah, I mean, to me, I'm, I'm just sitting there waiting back. If there's a two and a half that pops, okay. I think I'd find myself on that San Francisco side right. there. But at three right now, I got to hang back and just kind of let the market do what mm-hmm. it does. And uh, we'll see about <laughs> that one later on. The game that is the most big game, like we mentioned at the top, is between the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. and the Los Angeles Chargers. The Cowboys are getting 73% of the tickets, 74% of the handle is on Dallas. Uh, America's team, they're 0-1. They've well-rested. We right. saw them opening night. It feels like two weeks ago. Uh, it was a really impressive performance against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but just early kind of thoughts on that game between Dallas and L.A. You know, I, I like the Cowboys. Uh, I think the rest advantage right there. And then the Chargers. I, I, the Chargers still have to prove something to me. The red zone issues that they had last week, uh, we'll see if they corrected that in a week of practice. But the extra week uh, of practice or extra time for the Dallas Cowboys, I think they'll be well prepared for this one. Cowboys looking to avoid going 0-2 this season. We'll talk about some other teams that are looking to avoid go 0-2 there because it's the big bugaboo in the NFL <laughs> and for teams that are looking to make the playoffs. We'll get Pritch's perspective on it coming up next here on Point Spread Sunday. It is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? 
Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. VSIN is now available 24 7 on the YouTube TV Sports Plus package. Sign up today at tv.youtube.com to start your free trial. And remember, you can also watch us 24 7 on Fubo TV, Sling, and Xfinity X1. Visit vsin.com to find all the ways to watch and listen to VSIN. It is Point Spread Sunday here from the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe rolling alongside Mike Pritchard here, week number two in the National Football League. And we want to get Pritch's perspective here. And Pritch, for those who don't know, one of the most nice, humble, kind guys <laughs> that you'll ever meet. And if you didn't know it, he's played eight years in the NFL, won a national title in Colorado, but you don't really boast it too much. So I feel like we're going to have to drag it out of you okay. here to get your perspective <laughs> on the National Football League since you have been in the arena that these guys are in here in 2021. And we mentioned it in the last segment there, but teams going 0-2, you want to avoid that because that is the bugaboo in the NFL here. Starting since 1990, teams that have started the season 0-2 have made the playoffs just 11% of the time, have won the division 5.8% of the time. From your perspective, when you're in that locker room, after you lose that first game, looking mm-hmm. to bounce back, how much pressure is there to avoid going 0-2? And once you do go 0-2, what's kind of the feeling like in the locker room? And Do you kind of lose confidence after a good training camp? Or how do you kind of rally together after kind of a slow start to the regular season? Well, you try not to lose confidence, but I think you're human and it's human nature to lose a little bit of confidence. Um, uh, Femi, you're right. You hit on something that's very important right there. You had all offseason to get ready for the year. Yep. Uh, and if you get off to an 0-2 start, you start to scratch your head. You start to wonder. You start to ask questions. What did we do wrong? Are we underprepared? Do we not prepare the right way? Uh, so that's just natural. Uh, and th- there's some pressure with that, too, because you'll, you'll see the coaches kind of change because they're thinking the same thing. We went through an entire offseason. We went through a draft. We went through free agency. And uh, here we are 0-2. We didn't fix anything. Uh, and so what's wrong? And, and you get that question a lot. What's wrong? Uh, and, and that can be bothersome and troublesome from some teams. And uh, you, you have to look at, I think, from a betting perspective, you have to look at uh, can they handle it? Can the coaches, can the front office, can they handle that type of pressure being down 0-2? Are they used to it? Or, or have to, do they have experience with it? Uh, and then you also look at the roster. Is it a young team or is it a mix of veterans? Uh, a lot of veterans, if you start off 0-2, uh, you start to think about your contract situation. Uh, and what changes are they going to make? Because yeah. they are going to make changes eventually if you don't fix this. So, uh, yeah, these are important situations, important games on the schedule for a lot of teams. The Colts, prime example, at home, 
You're going to go 0-2 at home to start the season? I mean, you don't want to do that. Uh, and so a sense of urgency was probably created during the week of practice, during preparation. You got Frank Reich, uh, who's been around the league as a player, now as a coach. And uh, so you look for spots like that to see if these coaches – and these players can write the ship. You mentioned the Indianapolis Colts, and that's the one that really jumps out to me as a team that can ill afford mm-hmm. to go 0-2 because you said first two games at home. Now they were against NFC West opponents, so they don't really factor in too much into the tiebreaker situation. But still, those are two home games you would at least, worst case scenario, want a one and one split. Who else do you think can't afford to go 0-2? I know Dallas is sitting at 0-1. Right. We talked about them earlier. Uh, the, the the Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. in the Sunday night football sure. game has four-point underdogs at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. They're in a division that's difficult after what we saw from Pittsburgh last week, winning outright at Buffalo. Then Cleveland looked really good in mm-hmm. Arrowhead against the Kansas City Chiefs. So they look like they'll at least be formidable and living up to those offseason expectations. Who, when you look at the list of teams that went 0-1 last week, can ill afford to drop a second consecutive game here? Well, the obvious one would be Baltimore and then Buffalo. Buffalo's another one. Uh, they could be 0-2 within a division. Uh, yeah. So that would connect. You talked about uh, the Colts. Okay, you want to win every game at home if you can. You got in your in the AFC. You got nine home games and uh, this year because of the seventeen game regular season schedule. But Buffalo, uh, they're staring zero and two. I would not want to be Buffalo uh, with lofty expectations and be zero and two not only in, on the year but within the division too. Uh, and then you got Cleveland, like you mentioned. Cleveland's another team. Baltimore, uh, another team right there. So. It doesn't seem like it's a lot to get that first victory or to get a victory, but it does. I mean, that confirmation is needed. It's a confidence builder. It's mm-hmm. momentum builder. Uh, you can never win a Super Bowl in September. This was a saying we had, but you can lose one. <laughs> you can <laughs> lose one, right? Yep. Uh, so 0-2, uh, a tendency to lead to 0-3, uh, or or you're going through the month of December and you're you know you're looking at a record in which okay you got a losing record. Okay, how do we get it right? How do we fix things? And you don't want that to fester. You don't want that to linger. You don't want that to carry on through the locker room. You want that confirmation that you're doing things right uh, off the entire offseason through training camp uh, to begin the year. It's a game that is guaranteed to have a team go 0-2 is between the New England Patriots and the New York Jets out there in the Meadowlands. Mm -hmm. Both those teams in the AFC East got off to 0-1 starts there. The Patriots laying a big number, 6 on the road with the rookie quarterback, Mac Jones, the total sitting at 43. So six is a lot of points when you're expecting a lower scoring game, but it's the battle of the rookie quarterbacks between Mac Jones and Zach Wilson there. 76% of the tickets are on the New England Patriots, 88% of the money on the Pats there. Cause we all know Belichick against a rookie oh, yeah. quarterback. That's the <laughs> stat that I'm sure you've been just beat into everybody's brain all throughout the week here, but it's the Patriots. Don't have the cleanest bill of health. Kyle Van Oy, linebacker, is going to be out for this game. Also, Trent Brown was ruled out yesterday with a calf injury on the offensive line there. So how do you see this Patriots team, a game that they probably should have won against Miami last week, now entering into this week two against a rookie head coach in mm-hmm. Robert Sala and a rookie quarterback in Zach Wilson? You know, Femi, I do a show with a contrarian, Josh Applebaum, uh, during the week on Better Across America. And this is one of those games because he's a Patriots fan, mm-hmm. but yet – the data suggests you can go contrarian here and, and have value, right? And you can see that. Now, I know the record that Bill Belichick has against rookie quarterbacks, but he was also saddled with Tom Brady yeah, uh, for the bulk of that, right? And he doesn't have Tom Brady. And, and I've been looking at this situation with Bill Belichick and uh, what has he done without Tom Brady? He hasn't done a lot. I mean, he's got a rookie quarterback himself that is a new situation. Uh, injuries, like you mentioned, there's some key ones on the defensive side of the ball. And you have a home uh, dog, an individual dog at that, uh, with the Jets. Now, they are the Jets, and that's a, <laughs> it's a bad organization. Uh, but I do like Zach Wilson. At some point, uh, he's going to have a chance to be really, really good in this league. Uh, but he's got some injuries uh, to some star players, some, some weapons he's going to need uh, against New England. Uh, I, this is a big number, like you mentioned. I, I wouldn't lay it. Um, I would tease it. I would look around at some teaser situations, mm-hmm. which I have. Um, but this is a situation to me where Belichick, yes, great record against rookie quarterbacks, but yet he doesn't have that guy. Uh, and so I'm curious to see how Belichick handles uh, the fact that he could go 0-2 himself to start the year. Yeah, it's funny. We're looking at the graphic right there. Lowest scoring game on Sunday. This mm-hmm. game is the favorite between the Patriots and Jets at plus 450. Those odds right. via DraftKings there. And when you have a game that's expected to be such a lower scoring game, 
like you mentioned, I don't think I could lay these points. Mm-hmm. You're expecting New England to pretty much be perfect in this game. And when you have a rookie quarterback making its first career road start there, we saw Zach Wilson a week ago against Carolina. He started out slow, and now he came on late in the second half. But mm-hmm. when you're laying six, you don't want a slow start, especially in a divisional game. And divisional underdogs, you mentioned Josh Applebaum. He has brought it up all throughout the summer. Divisional underdogs are very profitable, right. especially early on in the season. I think they're hitting at about a 60% clip here. Uh, it, to me, it looks like Jets or I don't. I don't want to have a Jets ticket. I haven't it's made kind of dirty, right? Exactly. It's dirty. <laughs> I, I haven't made that bet at yeah. all. Um, but if I were to make a bet in this game, that would be the side. Now, maybe if we see six and a half or somehow we see seven before kickoff, then mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I got to do it. But it's not what I'm rushing to bet at least. Right. And, and then key injuries too, right? On new England, yes. uh, Trent Brown, uh, Nelson Aguilar, I think he's questionable. I'm not sure about Trent Brown. Yeah, Kyle uh, Van Noy is out. Right, Kyle Van Noy. Right. I mean, there's some injury already. The beginning of the year, this is a bumps and bruises that that these players are not used to again. And, uh, you know, the action off the preseason too. But there's a lot of pressure here. Bill Belichick, uh, and he's the type of coach that you would think, okay, he could write the ship. They got a veteran squad. They can write the ship, and they'll be okay here. But it's still the great unknown with a rookie quarterback. And if it is a possession game, anything and everything can happen. And we've seen a lot of turnover so far to start the year. Yeah, a lot of turnover there. And it's six points is just, like I said, I just mm-hmm. I can't get there right. with New England. But New England is a team that some people like quite a bit. The market really liked New England. Mm-hmm. Last week, we saw that line go from three, close three and a half against the Miami Dolphins. And we've seen this line even go up to six there. I think right. the look ahead was three and a half for this game here. So clearly New England is a side that the market respects. Bill Belichick, obviously, greatest head coach mm-hmm. in NFL history. But yeah, it's just, it, I, I can't quite get there. The greatest head coach in NFL history with the greatest quarterback of all time. Is he the greatest head coach without the greatest quarterback <laughs> of all time? That, that's important to point out. It's an important distinction to make there. Because, yes. I mean, as a coach, you're only as good as your players are. Right. Bill Belichick has said that countless times. Mm-hmm. And he had the guy in the NFL history there with Tom Brady. And right. no longer has that guy hoping to kind of recreate that magic with Mac Jones. But like we mentioned, Mac Jones is a rookie quarterback. And in his first half, maybe Jets first half. Maybe <laughs> that's a play there. If, like if, if you can get more than a okay. field goal, Jets first half. Sure. That might be a play. But we might also maybe... 15 minutes into that game, be regretting that bet as well. <laughs> it is the New York Jets, yes. like we did say there. But uh, that's that's one that's a big spread for the road. But there's some big spread games also in the AFC with the Cleveland Browns going up against a 1-0 team at home. We'll talk about it on the other side of the break. It is point spread Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is point spread Sunday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football season is here and VEASAN has kicked off our new schedule. We have new talent that shows to help you make the most of your fall betting action. The VEASAN lineup has expanded to 21 hours of live programming every weekday as well as additional shows on the weekend. We want to give you the latest odds to stay on top of the in-game betting opportunities for every key game across the country. We've added new personalities to our existing world-class team, including former professional athletes, sports media veterans, and, of course, strategic sports bettors. Visit vcin.com to see our new lineup and talent and make this your best football betting season ever. And that lineup is stacked as we roll along here and point spread Sunday from the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Bebefe alongside Mike Pritchard. Pritch, the one that really jumps out to me, the green zone. How about mm-hmm. that? Dave Ross, Wes Reynolds, seven hours of action out there at the Circa Hotel and Casino. Uh, that's a great one for live betting opportunities. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, the think about the afternoon slate. Every single game is a total of at least 50. So mm-hmm. a lot of points will be traded, maybe some opportunities to, to jump in in-game, at least uh, while watching that show. Those guys are awesome. I did the um, Super Bowl uh, bedcast with Wes. I uh, learned a lot from Wes. And then I, I did a couple shows with Wes Reynolds as well. I told him candidly and to the audience that he's one of my go-to experts here. Yep. So if anybody's looking for insight uh, from an in-game perspective uh, and certainly betting knowledge, uh, tune into that show for sure. Yesterday I called him an encyclopedia because that's that's exactly what he is there. I've worked with him a handful of times. Mm -hmm. Awesome to work with there. Uh, But big lineup that we have here, big point spreads, like we mentioned on the other side of the break. And the big point spread out in Lake Erie, Cleveland, Ohio, where the Cleveland Browns are laying, I'm seeing now 13 and a half (laughs) in some places. 
consensus. Line 13, though, I believe is still the consensus against the Houston Texans out there in Cleveland. Now, important to note, Cleveland will be once again without wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., not quite ready off of the knee injury that he suffered last season. That was kind of a late scratch uh, a week ago against the Kansas City Chiefs, but it was already ruled out early this week. Head coach Kevin Stefanski making that decision there. Uh, Jedrick Wills, also another name to watch for the Cleveland Browns on the offensive line. Uh, he suffered an ankle injury against the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. They're already without his backup. Chris Hubbard has already been ruled out. So if Wills isn't able to go, it'll be their third string left tackle out there on the offensive line. And of course, for Houston, Deshaun Watson ruled out for personal matters, what they're calling it out there in Houston, but a big point spread with a low total of 48. When you look at a 13 points, a 13 point point spread, right? How do you kind of attack this one between the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans? One, I don't attack, uh, attack it. I'll sneak up <laughs> on it maybe, but I won't attack it. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's the Cleveland Browns one. And uh, this is a team that won 11 and five lofty expectations coach yes. of the year. Uh, and we just talked about this previously on the show. If you get off to that slow start, okay, now what happens? Do you start to question everything? Can you keep it together? Stefanski, everything went right for him last year, coach of the year, and uh, he was able to capture uh, all those veteran players and lunch, a bunch of egos as well with the Cleveland Browns. But if it starts to fall apart, then what's going to happen? Are you going to be able to keep it together, hold it together? Uh, and so that's going to take a pretty good effort, if you ask me, from Coach Stefanski there. Now, this line, I wouldn't lay it for sure. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, at least for me. I mean, some people might. Uh, because right now, the Texans, they are enjoying the lack of respect mantra in that locker room. Oh, yeah. You got a first-time head coach, Cully, but he's been around. You got Lovey Smith, uh, who's back in, uh, in the National Football League as a D coordinator, a former head coach. You have a group of veterans that nobody wanted. There's a lot of guys on that team that nobody wanted. That have played on playoff teams. Right, played on playoff teams. And they're, and they're wondering, okay, why, why am I not still with that team? Why didn't they pay me? That kind of thing. And mm -hmm. so the lack of respect messages are throughout that locker room, I guarantee you. Uh, and so that's worked for him. It worked for him in week one. Uh, now, could it work for the Texans on the road against Cleveland in week two? I think it could to the level of which I'm apprehensive about laying that big number. Now, eventually, the wheels are going to fall off of the Houston Texans. Yeah. We know that. Their roster is going to catch up to them, or lack of roster. Uh, but right now, I mean, if you look at it, if you, if you compare it, uh, the Cleveland Browns, they have a better roster than the Texans do. But a lot of lofty expectations that they have to, and the sense of urgency is on their side to play up to those lofty expectations right now. Yeah, I'd almost argue that Cleveland probably has the best roster in the NFL there. Mm -hmm. But the Houston, you mentioned there were three-and-a-half-point underdogs last week. Got a big outright victory right. over Jacksonville. I think that broke up a lot of people's survivor picks there. Jacksonville was kind of a sneaky one that people were using because, mm -hmm. oh, Houston's going to be terrible. One, they'll never win a game. Mm -hmm. And, well, they knocked you out week one in the survivor pool there. But uh, one interesting way to maybe attack this game is if you do like Cleveland, because we've seen 55% of the tickets on the Browns, 64% right. of the handle on the Cleveland Browns, 77% of bets, though, are on the over. Okay. So maybe, in my opinion, is if you like Cleveland laying 13, maybe you parlay that with the over, because it feels like that's correlated with Cleveland and the over, because if you're going to clear 13 points, likely you're going over a 48-point total, yeah. one would think there. So maybe... Cor correlated parlay of Cleveland minus 13 with over 48 is a chance to maybe reduce the juice there. Sure. Not at all. I mean, I, I think that's the smart way to uh, sneak up on it. Like you mentioned, mm -hmm. like, do you want to attack this bet? I, I wouldn't attack it, but I was looked for ways to sneak up on this game. Like how, what other angles is it first half? Is it, is it player props? Something like that team totals. Uh, but that, yeah, that, that line right there, minus 13, I, it's just too large, too early. And I mentioned this before too, uh, Femi, there's been a lot of turnovers in games. I mean, uh, deep in your own territory, whether a fumble or interception, and uh, you got a lot of young players too. And, and to me, uh, Tyrod Taylor, he's a steady guy, but you wonder with this group of players, and they're not a team. I don't think the Texans are a team. They're a group of players right now, simple. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see how they handle adversity. Um, but then, you know, you have Cleveland on the other side that uh, they blew a game. They turn back into the Cleveland Browns on the road against Kansas City. Yep. And uh, like Baker Mayfield said, that should sting. It should because the preparation of the entire offseason, um, the, the expectations. We're the Cleveland Browns. We're a playoff team. And yet uh, we cannot beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So those questions are there. Uh, they better not lose this game against uh, Houston, which <laughs> I don't think they will. I think a panic button gets hit if exactly, they do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
Yeah, and I think you mentioned Cleveland, the big expectations and all that stuff. Another team with the big expectations, of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, mm-hmm. which if we just make this a branded segment, I think they might be in this segment every week of the season uh, with a big point spread down there in Florida as they are laying 12 and a half in some spots, 13. We see it here at the South point against the division rival Atlanta Falcons total sitting at 51 and a half. So this is a Bucks team. It's Tom Brady. It's Rob Gronkowski. It's Antonio Brown. This is obviously the world champions who are loaded from a roster standpoint, bringing everybody back from a season ago when they went on that Super Bowl run. But that's another big number. And I mm-hmm. actually have a play in this game that we'll okay. reveal in the second hour when we do our picks there. But the Bucks, they're kind of banged up in the secondary going up against an Atlanta team that people thought could be frisky, but completely laid an egg at home as a three and a half point favorite against Philadelphia. Yeah, they did lay an egg. Um, Arthur Smith talked about how they weren't prepared well enough or he felt like he did not prepare that team well enough. Which is not what you want to hear entering week one. You've had months right. to prepare for that It goes that back game. to the offseason, right? Yeah. So... Okay, I'm going to put my player's hat on real quick because as a player, Femi, I can appreciate that. Our coach just took one for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, did we lay an egg? Yeah. Did we not play well? Totally. We did not play well. Completely. We did not play a great game. Uh, But our coach just took one for us. I mean, he just said publicly that he was to blame uh, for that loss. And I can appreciate that as a player. Now, what's the week of practice going to be like for us? Are we going to rally behind that? And I think they have enough young talent. Uh, and leadership, Matt Ryan pointing that out to these young players, Calvin Ridley and uh, Kyle Pitts and others that, hey, look, our coaches took one for us. Mm-hmm. We cannot have a repeat performance that way. Uh, so let's have a great week of practice. And like what you mentioned about the Buccaneers secondary, look at Atlanta's weapons and how they would match up against that secondary. So the onus is going to be on the offensive line, obviously, for Atlanta. Can they protect Matt Ryan? Uh, can Matt Ryan develop a trust? Because that guy was taking his eyes off down the field and focusing at the line of scrimmage in that game against the Eagles. So they're going to have to correct that. Also implement a running game, get that going there too. Uh, that's why, again, another big line. I get it. The star power is on the side of Tampa Bay. I can't lay it this early uh, yeah. because of the rebound effect that Atlanta could have on the road here. And always one thing to keep in mind with these big point spreads, these teams don't care about covering. They just no. care about winning. Right. And you can easily see that back door being wide open late in the game. Mm-hmm. Bucks maybe up 17 and then t- Atlanta's just kind of getting those fantasy points and all of a sudden they lose the game by 10. And if you laid 13, that's obviously not a good situation for you, but wanted to bring up that Mm -hmm. buck secondary there because Carlton Davis came up, popped up on the injury report on Friday with a hamstring. We'll see if he plays now the Rams or rather the bucks play the Rams next week. So they might take this one easy for him and say, Hey, we can do this without you get rested for a team that we feel is a contender on par with us next week. And when you look at the Bucks' depth chart, they're already without Sean Murphy Bunting, mm-hmm. who injured his elbow in the opener against Dallas. Now it's Jamel Dean, who came on late last year, and Ross Cockrell as the starting cornerbacks for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So maybe Calvin Ridley, maybe look at his props. Sure. Uh, Alomide Zacchaeus, those mm-hmm. guys. I mean, it's a secondary that's banged up, and you mentioned the strength of this Falcons team being their pass catchers and that passing game with Matt Ryan. So it could be the one that the back door could be open, and maybe also from a prop standpoint, right. a way to look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm sure if Atlanta was somehow to win this one outright, the books would be ecstatic because 81% of the tickets on Tampa, 74% of the money on the Bucks. The Bucks, I'm sure, have been thrown into every single money line parlay from over the weekend here. So we'll see how that one unfolds later on this afternoon. But on the other side of the break, we keep it rolling here with our hometown Las Vegas Raiders, hoping to take that momentum from Monday night's victory over to Pittsburgh. It's Point Brent Sunday. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, 
why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every game. Plus, full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It is Point Spread Sunday here from the South Point Hotel and Casino. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard as we're rolling along here with week two in the National Football League. And you want to have that subscription because you oh, get yeah. analysis on games like our most bet game of the day. We mentioned it at the top of the hour. The Dallas Cowboys visiting the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers laying three points as the home favorite. Biggest total on the board of 55. However, a lot of respect, of course, for America's team. At least a lot of tickets on America's team. 73% of those tickets are on the Cowboys. 74% of the handle backing the 0-1 Dallas Cowboys there. But just... It's, it's our most bet game, so mm-hmm. we have to keep bringing it up here oh, yeah. because we know a lot of folks are going to be watching that one as a national. I think it's a Romo-Nance-CBS game there, but we, we gave early thoughts. I know we both have plays on this game here, but just from an X's and O's perspective almost, I mean, we've talked about the betting market. From an X's and O's perspective, how do you see this Dallas team matching up with the Chargers? You know, Femi, I think there's probably a correlation to heaviest bet game with fantasy football Yeah, because you have Dak Prescott who's going to light up a stat sheet uh, and then you got Justin Herbert, who could potentially light up a stat sheet. So uh, from a betting standpoint, you can see that. But then the correlation from a fantasy football standpoint, you can see that as well. So uh, I think these teams are going to be highly aggressive. You know, you got a new coordinator out there with the Chargers with a quarterback that is unbelievable. I mean, every analyst I've talked to and, and every evaluator in the league that I've spoken with, um, they say that the Justin Herbert is all that. And, uh, you know, the situation for me, uh, is I broke down their game against Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, they had a lot of plays, and yes, they moved the ball, and yes, they converted on third down. But they only scored 20 points off a late turnover. Uh, they were, what was it, uh, two of six in a red zone. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. That's not good. So uh, I looked at that, and I looked at the execution or lack thereof a lot of times uh, in the red zone or in particular situation of football, and you could see the fact that Justin Herbert is working with the new coordinator. Now, another week of practice, preparation, could they solve the riddles? Could they fix things? Yeah. Uh, and so if they do, uh, you would think that leads to a lot of points, a lot of success at home. Same thing with the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys won a four uh, in the red zone against Tampa. Scored a lot of points, though, field goals, and then certainly Dak Prescott lit up the stat sheet. Uh, so I, I like the explosive nature of both teams, but I want to see uh, both teams be aggressive, but yet do the things necessary to win the game. So Dallas run the football a little bit more with Zeke. Uh, mm-hmm. Same thing with Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Make sure that relationship between coordinator Lombardi uh, and Herbert uh, is sound. Almost maybe like a contrarian under bet in this game. I mean, kind just of. seeing how high this total can mm-hmm. go. I mean, everyone's, I mean, I think we're seeing 70-something percent of the tickets on the over. Yeah, 77% yeah. on the over and 72% of the handle on over 55. But 
On Lombardi Line earlier this week, we spoke with Steven Ruiz of the Ringer NFL writer out mm-hmm. there, and he said that he thought that this Chargers defense could slow down the Cowboys offense just because of Brandon Staley and how he did it against the Dallas Cowboys last year in week one when the Rams took on the Cowboys in that game, held them to, I believe, 17 or 20 points in that contest. But it's interesting because you mentioned the red zone woes, both these teams. If there's a lack of execution in the red zone, to me that sounds like a lot of field goal kicking, which that lends to an over or an under rather with a total so high of 55. You're expecting eight touchdowns for 56 to win right. that bet. But I also go back to to all the turnovers we've seen through week one. Uh, into Thursday night, go, coming into week two here, uh, teams are turning the football over, whether it's interceptions or fumbles, uh, which is also an indicator from the lack of preparation through the preseason. Uh, so these guys are hitting and they're getting after it, and uh, some of these running backs and receivers are dropping the ball. Same thing with quarterbacks throwing the ball. But uh, Michael Gallup, uh, not a weapon for the Cowboys at this yep. point. Uh, the Cowboys are prolific, though. Uh, when I hear that defenses or coordinators can slow down a prolific offense, I cringe at that. I cringe at that because Especially as, with today's rules, right? Too. Today's rules as an mm-hmm. offensive player myself, we want you to think that way because now we got you. Uh, and so, we, we, yeah, you think you can take something away, but uh, now we got you because it's a guessing game a lot of times for defenses. And uh, the way that they guess correctly is to force situations. And, and I don't know where the charges are yet in terms of dictating and forcing uh, predictable situations on defense. And if they can do that, then I can see a way of success that way. Uh, but I'm looking at the components that we have in this game, uh, the explosive nature that we could have, the correlation between fantasy uh, and the betting market. It, it it looks like it could be an under game. It could be, but um, I don't know if I would bet that, though. Yeah, it's, it'll be a scary mm-hmm. under game, right, especially right. with the defenses, particularly the Dallas defense and what we saw from them last year and even what we saw from them on opening night. But mm-hmm. it's important to note, Injuries into this game, especially on the Dallas side. Demarcus Lawrence suffered a broken foot in practice. He's been placed on IR. Randy Gregory, their other starting defensive end, on the COVID list. He is not expected to be playing. Safety Donovan Wilson was ruled out yesterday with a groin injury. Uh, So that's that's (laughs) Dallas defense that's already kind of just lower tier now without at least two contributors on the up front there. So if they can't get a lot of pressure on Herbert, it's going to be tough to stop that Chargers offense. For L.A., though, they're without Chris Harris Jr., Mm -hmm. a cornerback. And we mentioned Dallas's strength is at that wide receiver group. Michael Gallup's not playing, but they still have Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, who we saw in the opening night went off for big production, both of them scoring touchdowns. Cooper had 13 catches, I believe it was. So there's kind of some key defenders who are hurt in this game. Sure. So that total of 55 makes sense there. And with a total of that high, that leads us to props. Because when you get a lot of points, I mean, those prop overs that we know that people love to bet tend to cash in a game with this many points here. And the, the one I'm interested in looking at first is quarterback passing yards. Okay. If we can have that one up. It's because quarterbacks are what we tell the prolific offenses mm-hmm. rule the day in today's NFL. Um, we saw some unders. The unders went in yesterday, or rather in week one. But I think passing yards with the pass interferences and just kind of the lack of contact defensive backs can get on these quarterbacks. It, it can lead to at least high production from a fantasy perspective and also from a prop perspective there. And you look at some of the passing yard lists there, Patrick Mahomes, 317 and a half wow. passing yards against a Ravens defense that was respected <laughs> entering this NFL season. But we saw Derek Carr have mm-hmm. success against them on Monday night there. Mahomes with the highest total. Lamar Jackson at 220 and a half passing yards in that Sunday night game there in Baltimore. But any of these passing props stand out to you uh, when you look at this board here? I mean, Mac Jones, 242 and a half, but I, a low total maybe with that one, but I don't know if he would be able to go over there. Russell Wilson, though, that definitely stands out after seeing the Tennessee Titans defense right. a week ago against Kyler Murray in Nashville. The Titans still going backwards defensively, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, not only <laughs> yards, but points, too. Uh, here's my thought uh, on the passing yard props. Uh, Femi, when you're looking at these quarterbacks and looking at opportunities, it's a passing league now. Yep. Uh, we see it in college football. These these college quarterbacks are throwing the football. Like the running game, uh, a lot of times is an afterthought. Uh, and so the rules kind of dictate that. The league wants you to score more points. They know that's better for viewing and, and certainly for betters. And so the rules are, are, are applied that way. You will not see offensive pass interference. And as a receiver, I knew that. <laughs> Even back in my day, I knew I could get away with pushing off and uh, the, the, the way that we practice, we practice more in a passing game than we do to run a game because you don't want to get guys hurt. 
Yeah. You know, and uh, so that's that's another aspect I would look at this when you look at these passing yard props. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, you can imagine he's going to get what thirty attempts. You would imagine. Oh yeah. Uh, in the game against Baltimore, Baltimore's defense was on the field for eighty plays recently against the Raiders. So. Uh, and they, and on top of that, they have injuries too. And so I like that prop. Uh, you know, Tom Brady, uh, he's chasing a record, and I'm sure uh, Byron Leftwich. I'm, I'm looking at motivation. The offensive coordinator, he wants to be a head coach. No, no risk it, no biscuit. Mm-hmm. Ba, a head coach. So three ten and a half uh, against an Atlanta defense. Mm. Can't get pressure, can't cover. Right, right. <laughs> so you kind of like those props too. Matthew Stafford, same kind of thing. Uh, the Rams, two seventy eight and a half. We like the Rams, what we've seen before. Play action team, they need to implement the running game, but yet they can also drop back now. We saw that last week. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford can drop back, and his offense can be prolific. So uh, I like that one, 278.5 as well. Yeah, I think Russell Wilson's the one that I'm really looking at, 273.5. Okay. And, and we'll talk about this game more extensively in the second hour coming up here. But the total in this game is sitting at 54, 53 and a half in some places. I know the weather could be tricky in right. Seattle. I think it's supposed to rain during that game, but Russell Wilson's played in the rain. The Seahawks are used to that. Yeah. That Titans defense looked really bad last week. And DK Metcalf, mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett, Gerald Everett, we saw score a touchdown last week. I think this Russell Wilson, Shane Waldron, the offensive coordinator kind of marriage is off to a good start. We could see some fireworks out there in Seattle. And we know Russell Wilson always starts the season off pretty hot. Right. He does. And I love the weapons that he has. I mean, you think of Lockett, maybe as a possession guy. No, he's not. <laughs> he's explosive. <laughs> he is. And then you have a beast in DK. Yeah, Russell. Uh, I, I think Russell wants to light up this year, whether he's motivated by MVP or chasing another championship. I, I think he wants to light it up this year. Wow, already one hour down here on Point Spread Sunday. Stay with us because we begin the second hour with the Sunday Night Football game out there in Baltimore. You're watching VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.